Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. We're live. We're in North Palm Beach, Florida. But we're uh, streaming all over the world. We've got uh, folks listening on like in California and Canada and even across the pond. Uh, I hope we have some new folks. Uh, we like to get new people on board the, the train. Uh, we're trying to help you buy a car without being taken advantage of by a car dealer. Simple as that. If you bought a car, and most of you have, I mean, it's a worldwide phenomenon now. Cars have always been big in America, at least since the past hundred years, since Henry Ford. But uh, everywhere in the world now, people are buying cars. Uh, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but the United States, kind of a sad state of affairs. The retail um, techniques that have been in place for all these years, and I say about 100 years, uh, that's how long we've had car dealers. It's been a, a sad exception to the way you can normally today deal, actually, uh, pretty uh, uh, pleasantly in most of our retail transactions. Amazon has made a huge difference in our lives, and uh, with artificial intelligence, uh, retailers are getting more and more wise to the fact that if you treat your customers with courtesy and respect, transparency, honesty, uh, they come back and they buy another product from you, whether it's a refrigerator or a TV set or an automobile. Car dealers haven't figured that out yet. They play games and uh, bait and switch advertising, unfair and deceptive trade practices. But the end is near. <laughs> the, the Federal Trade Commission is really getting serious about this. And we'll talk a lot more about that later on in the show. Uh, meanwhile, we can talk about the future, but the important thing is today and when you want to bring your car in for service or repair or when you want to buy a car. And that could be tomorrow. It could be next month. Uh, the past couple of years has been a really rough uh, road a hole for the car consumer, for the car buyer. It's really been tough. Short supply, uh, huge uh, increase in prices. Commonly, car, cars are going for over sticker price. And the service department is not uh, much different. Uh, uh, when, when the car dealers uh, realize that when life returns to normal, the service department's where they're going to make most of their money, and that's where they're set up. Everybody in the service department is paid on commission. And when you go into that line to get your car examined, you know, a safety check, always the free safety check, let us inspect your car. Well, they, they inspect the car, and they find things to do to it. question is, is it something that needs to be done? And the second question is, is the price right? If you have an issue with that repair or maintenance on your car, I've got Rick Kearney. He's been, on, been with us on the show for a long time. He's been with me as a, as a car dealer for uh, 25 years or so. And uh, 
he stayed on top of his trade. He has stayed on top of uh, the technology, which is not easy to do. Uh, you'll find very few guys or gals that have been technicians this long and have stayed on top of things. Some of them, you know, are doing business the way they did 20 years ago. But if you're doing business and repairing and maintaining cars the way you did 20 years ago, you don't know what you're doing. Rick uh, is uh, extraordinary. Uh, he's certified uh, in every anything that you can do in a car. Uh, and he's recertified every year at least. So if you have a squeak, rattle, or roll you can't figure out, even an odor in your car, you can pick a call. And we are easy to reach by phone. You new folks uh, might consider writing this number down. Our telephone number to call is 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook or uh, our, our YouTube. Uh, our YouTube channel is simply youtube.com forward slash Earl on cars. YouTube. Dot com forward slash rolling cars and Rick Kearney, by the way, monitors the YouTube. Uh, we have a uh, you can post, you can even send an audio or a video file, and uh, Rick will see it right away. YouTube.com forward slash rolling cars, and as I said, Facebook.com forward slash rolling cars. Um, the high point of this show, and I sometimes don't even mention it because we've been doing it for. Uh, about 20 years, is our undercover uh, secret mystery shopping report where we go out and visit some dealer, usually in Florida, sometimes in Tennessee, sometimes in Pennsylvania. Uh, we've been in several states, uh, but we focus on Florida and, uh, frankly, South Florida because that's where the studio is. But our undercover agent, Agent Lightning, does travel a lot, fortunately for us, and she's able to stop off at locations that we hadn't been able to reach until we teamed up with Agent Lightning. Uh, Agent Lightning, of course, is her undercover name. We can't reveal her true name for fear of bodily harm. Uh, <laughs> car dealers uh, don't like uh, being exposed, and uh, they, they, they don't like their secrets being talked about on the air. So when we do a mystery shopping reward, after we pretend to buy our Lisa car, we tell you exactly what happened. We name the dealer. We name the car salespeople, the managers. We tell you exactly what happened. We go so far as to tell you when we think the dealer has broken the law, which is not infrequent, by the way. Uh, the laws that we do have are not enforced. The dealers get away with bloody murder, and we talk about it. Uh, you heard the disclosure, if you were listening to the show at the beginning, uh, when the radio station disclaims any responsibility for this show, and they say that we're fully responsible. They mean uh, it. I don't, you, can't sue the, you can't sue the station. you got to sue Earl on cars, sue Earl Stewart, uh, because uh, this crazy guy is just telling you all sorts of stuff. Well, uh, can you believe this? I use the number 20 years. That's about how long we've been on the air. In 20 years, we've never been sued. Now, we've, we've been threatened. <laughs> we've been threatened a lot. And, uh, I, and there's a couple of cases where I thought we were going to get sued, but we never did. You say, why? Well, because we tell the truth. You lawyers out there will back me up on this. The perfect defense against libel and slander that's when you say something uh, that you shouldn't say, which is not true about a, a good business or a good person. 
and you slander or libel them, the perfect defense when they sue you for slander or libel is the truth. So uh, we like to think we have always told the truth, and we have. Uh, no reason not to. I mean, they're exciting. <laughs> the truth is stranger than fiction when it comes to a car dealer. So that comes at the end of the show, the last half hour. We're on from uh, 8 a.m. Uh, to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in South Florida. So uh, toward the end of the show, we do our mystery shopping report, and we ask you to vote on it. Now, um, Nancy Stewart, she's my co-host. Uh, she founded the show with me uh, uh, two decades ago when we were a half-hour show uh, on, I think that was a Thursday, Thursday morning or something, a little radio station called Seaview. Didn't you, start off, didn't you start off with just like weekly calls? Like you would get a call um, from a radio personality to discuss cars at home. And then that evolved into Oh, yeah, well, that was even, yeah, that was before the actual show. That was the show. That's, that's true. They, they heard about our red phone and CV radio, uh, the, the DJ, the, uh, the the host, I can't even remember the name now, but uh, he heard about the fact that there was this crazy car dealer in South Florida that had five red telephones around this dealership, and if you picked up the phone, it automatically rang his cell phone, and he didn't believe it. So one day, I'm... I don't remember where I was, was driving or in my office, and the red phone rang, and I answered the phone, and they said, is this Earl Stewart? I said, yes, this is really Earl Stewart, and that conversation started, and after the, uh, after the conversation, they called me back and said, would you mind if we called you every week? Was it Barry so O'Brien? That's where it started. Was it Barry O'Brien? Mm. Uh he had a show. No, 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 no. He, it wasn't Barry O'Brien. No, Barry O'Brien had a show, close. but he was not. He was not the person. It was a. It was a disc jockey. Nancy might remember his name. Uh, a long time ago. Anyway, Don that's how this show evolved, and we've been doing it ever since. But anyway, Nancy Stewart, as I say, my co-host, she is a female advocate, uh, and she has built the audience from back then to fifty-fifty. Females. Back then, it was zero females. It was like an old boys club, and the guys, you know, dominated the show. And that's you know, that's almost true uh, today in terms of mechanics and and, and cars. And uh, it's uh, car uh, guys are seen as as the experts, and they're not. Trust me. Uh, and the women, uh, they just don't yak as much. And so uh, we finally said, "You're welcome here." to call about your experiences. You buy half the cars, you maintain and repair half the cars, and you represent half the population. So why don't you call more? Nancy has uh, succeeded to get us to 50-50 female callers, and you'll see why in a minute, because I'm going to turn over the mic to her right now, and she's going to tell you about a very, very special offer for first-time female callers. Thank you. Uh, I'm back, and uh, pardon the cough. You'll hear that periodically this two hours. <laughs> I apologize, uh, but we have a great show ahead, and uh, you can give us a call and be part of that show, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I have $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning, and uh, I, ha I have a question. Uh, if you, uh, you know, you decided you wanted to purchase a vehicle, and uh, I was just wondering, what, what was the first thing that came to your mind uh, as far as, uh, you know, keeping the car on the road, how much it would cost? Uh, did you go online? 
uh, to, uh, you know, just to get, become more informed as to what you wanted. And, uh, you know, you, you learn about so many cars uh, whenever you go online or you pick up the consumer report. So uh, you have to narrow it down and decide whether you're going to lease, whether you're going to buy. So a lot of questions. So this morning, ladies, share all that with us and uh, give us a call at 877-960-9960. And you can win yourself $50, the first two new lady callers. So stay tuned. We have a great show ahead of us. Uh, you also can uh, take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. <coughs> and uh, we're going to go. We're going to go straight to the phones. We have Lance, who's giving us a call. Good morning, Lance. Oh, boy. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, is it, is it Christmas yet? <laughs> I think we're about a year almost. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say almost. <laughs> oh, uh, I keep reading um, that the... the uh, era of electronic vehicles are just not developing the way car manufacturers want. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I just, I, I know you and Nancy and and, uh, and uh, Rick like and Sue like these EVs, but I just I just really believe that this country is too vast and too broad and, and, and it's just no way you're going to be able to Locate charging stations yeah. all across the country to charge. That's the challenge. Well, that's valid. That's a valid uh, complaint. In fact, uh, you could argue, uh, except for Tesla, uh, all the other manufacturers are still working on that problem, and to some extent, Tesla is too. And, and Lance, what we're talking about really is, uh, I think it's inevitable that electric vehicles will. Uh, uh, Predominate. In fact, they'll they'll be the only vehicle at some point, and I said it'll be long after I'm gone, and uh, it's going to be I say at least 25 years, uh, but it's going to happen. And uh, but that that gives the world a long time to figure out the real problems, just as you described. Uh, it's not going to happen unless a person can readily get a charge on their car. It's got to be easy, and and and, it, and that will happen. Rick has got a point. We started running cars in the U.S. 130, 140 years ago, and I guarantee back then it was hard to find a gas station, you know, unless you were in New York City, someplace where you had from some Except infrastructure. Except the fact that there were very, very so, few cars back then. So right, very it few. It wasn't a problem. But Today there's millions of cars. So. It, it, it's the same evolution as switching from horses, the way yeah. I see it. it so, the infrastructure will grow. So we don't we don't disagree with you, Lance. We we think that I, I think we th- we get excited on the show, and as you say, Nancy and I drive a Tesla, and we make it sound like uh, tomorrow everybody could be buying electric vehicles. As a matter of fact, uh, your point uh, I'll I'll argue your side of the of this uh, for a minute. Uh, I, I was amazed to find out that Hertz 
suddenly decided to sell 20,000 20, electric vehicles. A third. And, and they, they were going back, you know, if you go back uh, 45, 60, 90 days, they were talking about they're going to have an all electric fleet worldwide and all cars are going to be electric vehicles. And, uh, and they spent a huge amount of money buying electric vehicles. And now they're selling them as fast as they bought them before. And they realize they made a big mistake. So I think we all... Uh, They're taking a $275 million hit. Yeah, yeah. I think we all tend to look at things are going to happen. Timing is everything, is what I'm saying. And I think your point is valid. Yeah, definitely, Lance. Uh, uh, everybody is thinking, where are the charging stations? And we need more of them. You know, it was uh, quite ironic. Yesterday, uh, Earl and I uh, went to the mall and we're looking for a parking place and suddenly we find one is quite short but in front of that parking place was a charging station and it was the first one that uh, I had seen uh, to uh, get to my point the car was being charged we parked it was being charged and we were in the mall for quite some time and the car was still being charged when we came out uh, so it was uh, it was really interesting. Rick, is there a difference between, you know, the charging station that I use in the garage at our home and the charging station that is out there for the public? I'm is sure it faster? Is yep. it slower? You get high octane electricity at home. Yeah. But no. <laughs> yeah, because it was. Oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Who you all talking about these batteries? Are they C, D, or double A batteries? Uh, they're the big ones. <laughs> they are quadruple Z. Yeah, they're, they're like, <laughs> you can't pick them up. Yeah, they, they, well, they're, they're huge. That's one of the problems is they're very, they're very heavy. In fact, one of the negatives about electric vehicles is the batteries are so heavy that they tend to wear the tires out faster. That's how big those batteries are. Well, we've, we've got snow moving in up here Monday and Tuesday, and... Uh, I'd just like to uh, kind of halfway start the new year off with a little quick tune, Merle. Okay. All right. And, uh, and in your honor, and uh, we promise that in 2024, we're going to have the biggest Earl Stewart day in up here that you can think <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's, it's the 10th anniversary of it, so it's oh. got to be, be special. Oh, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> Thank we're you, Lance. Do- we're going to have dogs and cats and, uh, oh, man. and, and, uh, and airplanes and just everything. We'll have more dogs than you do cats. I like, do- I like cats, but I, I love dogs. So uh, got to separate them now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, well, your car's broken down, and you are too. Earl Stewart's going to tell you what to check in and give him a call on Saturday morning. He's got good advice. He did treat you real nice. <laughs> Earl Stewart is the best, best you can see. Oh, well, you're getting Thank better. you, Lance. You're getting better every week. Yeah. Thank you, Lance. <laughs> we'll add that to all of your your other songs. Thank you <laughs> so much. To the greatest hits album. <laughs> See you next week. Have a great Have weekend, a good, Lance. Um, Have a good weekend. You yeah, too, right. my friend. Enjoy it. It's going to be quite exciting. The playoffs. Look at. And uh, I, I think that everyone here feels the same way. About the playoffs? Well, ex- hmm? About the playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> Are the dolphins in them?
<laughs> You're <Yeah>. silly. <laughs> 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to one of our other regular callers, and that is Roadrunner Steve from Boynton Beach. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Welcome back to the show, young lady. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, I guess we talked about Hertz getting rid of their EVs. We talked about that, right? Briefly, it came up. (laughs) Yes, I was in Walmart when you started talking about when you went out. I'm shopping. Here's a guy with an EV. I'm in there half hour. He's still charging. Okay. Exactly. And and then the Tesla Model 3, in certain cold conditions in the United States, I guess the prairie states, they get like 200 200 miles less mileage in their car in that frigid, in those frigid tents. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a huge difference. But here's the big story. I'm so proud to be a graduate of the show. Okay. (laughs) My friend calls me up. And he says his daughter is in Arrigo looking at a 2023 uh, Jeep. Uh, it's the high-end one there, Jeep Cherokee. What, that's the high one? Yeah, yeah. Ever? Okay, so Great she Cherokee. did a little homework, right? So she was looking at her blue book, and they go for, like, in the mid-30s around there, like 35, 36,000 or something. Okay. So the guy in the, I put that I first I thought get her out of there right now get her out <laughs> right, you you gotta grab her by the hair get her out of there good instinct right so yeah. then she, the guy asked him in a regal where'd you get that price from she goes I got it from the blue book oh we don't use the blue book <laughs> right I said get her out of there right now just get her out get her out abort so they're forked in finances right so the jeep went let's say from thirty seven thousand. To like 46 and change. Oh, my God. So the guy tells her, well, we're going to give you the Auriga special treatment. Uh-oh. <laughs> I said, I'm all right. Run. But thing is, like, when you go to, to that guy, let's say I owned that Jeep, right, and I modified it with, you know, high, you know lights, brush bar, and all yeah. that stuff like that. They, they wanted to turn around and say they did that and charge up for it. To get, <laughs> Double dipping pricing on Arrigo. Oh, from boy. Arrigo. Wow. So I talked, oh, he grabbed me and says, Steve says, let's get out of here. She goes, yeah, you're right. Oh, good. So oh, good. She didn't go through with it. Well, thanks for being she a vigilante. You did a good job. job. Yeah, you yeah. are a, definitely a graduate. What a great job, Steve. Well, with if honors. you don't learn, you get burned. Yeah. How's that for saying? That's right. They're still playing the same games, even though uh, we got the Morgan Group owns the Arrigo uh Rigo Dodge. Um, and, yeah, exactly. And you know what, Steve? Um, you know, from the uh, Consumer Report uh, Road uh, Report uh, in uh, January, yeah, it's a January report, the mid-sized two-row SUV, the least reliable Jeep Grand Cherokee, it has a lot of trouble spots. Yes. Because we know a guy that transport cars, he said they're not the Jeep of the old days. He's a junk. Yeah, exactly. And you and we see a lot of them on the road. Yeah, my neighbor has one. Yeah. 
with that. But uh, I don't know. All right, I'm glad you're back, everybody. Have a good New Year. Healthy All right, Steve. Thanks, Happy Steve. New Year, Steve. Um, it's I'm a... putting my diploma up on the wall. <laughs> Proudly. <laughs> there you, you go. You earned it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the Medal of Honor. Have yourself a great weekend, Steve. And uh, again, thank you for being part of the show. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Lance mentioning the cold temperatures in the Midwest causing the Teslas to lose their charge so much. Mark Ryan, one of our YouTubers here, he says it's 7 degrees where he is in Indiana right now with negative 20 on the wind chill. Oh, boy. It's like, that's, that's kind of cool. Wow. Well, that wouldn't be a problem for me if it was 7 degrees. I wouldn't even leave the house. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to yeah. worry about my I'm car starting. <laughs> exactly. I, I think we're looking at all over the country, uh, you know, negative. Yeah, but send in some warm thoughts to Mark. And all, if you all freeze of... to death on the way to your car, why should you care whether it's going to start or not? Yeah, exactly. all our YouTubers up there. Stay warm, you guys. You know, I have to I have to share this with everyone. In my dilemma of illness that I've been in, uh, so I go to turn. We have a fireplace, which we have really needed. Speaking of the weather, Rick, it's freezing down here. And I go to turn the fireplace off with the remote control, and I pick up the remote con- remote control, and I go to click it. And the remote control flips into the fire. Oh boy! <laughs> Did you retrieve it? And so, what? What do you instantly want to do? You just want to jump into the fire yeah. to get the remote out, or you're hoping that the remote went somewhere where it didn't touch the fire. So anyway, I, you know, uh, immediately, you know, called our service person, and he was on the phone, and I was telling him that it had gone in. By then, I had screamed for Earl. He ran out and turned the gas off. Okay. And then I we got the tongs out and so on and so forth. But Did it melt? The remote was unscathed. Excellent. They make, they're such good quality these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's an interesting story. Okay, Earl wants me to get back to uh, Earl on cars. He starts to get a little nervous when I go off track. And uh, we are going to go to Coral Springs where we're going to talk to Stu. Good morning, Stu. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year to you, Stu. What can Thank we do you. for you? Well, I gotta say, listening to your show every weekend, it made me a better buyer because I just recently bought a 2008 Toyota Solara convertible mm. from Greco Ford and Delray. Oh boy! And and those guys are fantastic. They're really good. Okay. And they had a originally they had the 9.99 dealer fee. So <laughs> what the what the asking price of the car was with 190,000 miles on it. Was thirty nine hundred. I offered him twenty five hundred, and walked out of there with tax tag and title uh, for four thousand, just over four thousand dollars. Good job. But before before I bought the car, I said I want to see the car up on the lift so I can inspect the bottom for any kind of rust or yeah. water damage. They were happy to do it. It had a check engine light on. The guy pulled the code to me. Which was a four five six, which is a evap leak. No big deal. Yeah. Could be no big deal. Um, 
home and I looked under the hood again, I found the hose off that goes to the air cleaner box, thinking that would be the issue. Mm-hmm. But it's not. But it's not. Um, car runs fantastic. Looks like they did a somebody did a ton of work to this car because it originated out of Massachusetts, then Port St. Lucie, West Palm, and their location. Yeah, you found but, a good one. Yeah, 190,000 miles. It rides real nice. No shake. Top works perfect. Windows work perfect. You know, we Has found a, a big up. improvement with the, the Grico um, dealerships. Um, they used to be like yeah. on our um, on our naughty list, and they, they've improved. I don't know if it's uh, they got the message or it's just uh, they just discovered it's a better way to. Uh, Stuart, be. you, you, you made a very good point here just by the fact that you bought a, a Solara. Uh, there are certain cars, a Solara convertible, Toyota Solara convertible is one of them. Uh, they have very, very high demand, low supply. Uh, there are other car, cars out there. This car, if you take care of it, uh, which I'm sure you will, uh, you'll, you'll be able to trade that in in two or three or four or five years and maybe get the same thing that you paid for it. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, what a classic car, how they hold their value. Uh, it's hard to figure out. You have to pay through the nose to get one in the first place, but you, sometimes you're better off to pay a little bit too much for a, a well-cared-for classic car and then hold on to it. If you follow classic cars, you will see that they actually do better than the stock market in terms of return on investment, but you really got to know what you're doing and do what you did to check it out carefully before you buy it, but uh, uh, you couldn't have made a better purchase on that Solera. Thank you. I appreciate that, and maintenance is the key. I've been in automotive since I'm 13, so it's I'm pretty strict on maintenance as much as I can. Uh, uh, Stu, uh, you're an educated consumer, and uh, we want to thank you for the compliment of listening to the show and learning so much. Uh, One of the things that I talk about is this last uh, thing that you just said, and that's uh, what it costs to keep the car on the road, your maintenance. Uh, But, boy, uh, you get the award for the, uh, you know, an educated consumer and listening to our show. Thank you. I appreciate that. You guys are fantastic. Keep up the great work and stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stu. Have a great weekend. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, don't forget you can win yourself $50 this morning, the first two new lady callers, and you can call and talk about anything you choose. 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Howard, who is also a regular caller, and he's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Nancy. Go Steelers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you so much. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I know. Okay, my question is about brakes in the master cylinder. Um, I don't think master cylinders uh, fail anymore. And I don't know why. I, I, I never heard of any of my neighbors saying I have a problem with my master cylinder. Uh, very, there's no maintenance on them. And uh, can you explain why they they're holding up? And I don't think you see too many uh, uh, cases where the master cylinder failed. Because somebody out there, one of the designers, goofed up and forgot to put in the whole point of the. Uh, the, uh, the 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 lifespan of it, so that they could have it fail and, and sell more. Uh, 
<laughs> so they they goofed up and they made a good one that actually works and holds up, and everybody else went with it. Yeah, master cylinders now are are incredibly reliable. It's they they've they've gone the way with like drive belts. I mean, we used to put drive belts on cars, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand miles. Now they're lasting one hundred and fifty thousand miles or more. Amazing. Uh master cylinder. You use it for the life of your car. You take it off. You put it on another car. Use it for the life of that car, and probably into the third car, maybe it might start to wear out. They're very oh, rare that they fail anymore. Yeah. Now the one other question: uh, the, the emergency brake. I have no idea uh, if there's a, uh, where it is and uh, how it's maintained, and if you have to have it replaced. Do you explain how? Uh, I'm concerned with their Camry. So, what what year Camry? 2017. Okay, it's uh, 17. It sh- yours should be the parking brake is built into the rear calipers, and basically, as the when you apply the parking brake, it simply uses a cable to push the piston out and mechanically lock the rotor. So you're not using hydraulic pressure; it's using actual a mechanical force. And when you release it, it lets the piston go a little bit. It only requires a, a millimeter of movement to lock the brake on on a disc brake. So it's a very simple, straightforward system. Locks it up and releases when you release it. Okay, like ten years before, how was it? It was, it was a different parking brake. Ten years before, you... on a disc brake inside yeah. the center hub, you had a little miniature set of drum brakes in there, and if it was regular drum brake Camry on the rear with no disc brake on the rear, then you would simply have a cable that would apply the drum brakes inside normal. But otherwise, on the disc brake down inside the center hub, you had another set of brakes. Actually, So you actually had three sets of brakes on the car, front, rear, and the parking brake. And they decided, why do that? That's too complicated. Just make the rear brake have a parking brake to it. And my 2007 Camry, I had when I traded it in, I had like 70,000 miles, and the uh, uh, the rear brakes never went. Uh, and it, they were drum brakes, and the, the drum never had to be taken out or cut. Why is that? Drum brakes are very long-lasting, longevity-wise, just because of their design. Um, the drawback to it is. They're not very efficient at stopping the car. That's why with a car that has disc brakes in the front, drum in the back, the front brakes do about 70% of the stopping power of the car. And of course, when you're hitting the brakes, the weight of the car is pushing forwards onto those rear wheels. Your rear brakes are actually lifting up a little bit. They don't get the same weight on them, so they don't need near as much power or pressure, and your drum brakes just don't wear. I remember years ago when we, when I had uh, drum brakes in the front. Never it rained, uh, it was dangerous because the car would skid. The drum brakes in front are terrible. And in, uh, in Europe, they I don't think they ever use drum drum brakes. Am I correct? Uh, European cars actually drum drum brakes. drum brakes first came out years ago, but <laughs> once they got disc, everybody started going to disc everywhere. Yeah, you're in Europe. They were using disc well well before we started using them here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Great information as as uh, usual. Thank you very much. You guys have a good day. 
Thank you, Howard. Have Thanks, a great Howard. weekend. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymous feedback. You can take advantage of that also. Uh, we do have $50 for the first two new lady callers, and you can give us a call and talk about anything you'd like. Just give us a call, ladies. Uh, we need your support, and we need uh, your support in, you know, building this platform. 877-960-9960. Uh, we're going to go to, uh, th this morning is a morning of uh, regular callers uh, that we have in our camp. Uh, we're going to go to Palm City and talk to John. Good morning, Nancy. Welcome back. Good morning. Speaking, to, speaking about cars not to buy today like the Jeep, the federal government, Justice Department, fined $1.6 billion fine to Cummings Diesel. The vehicles involved go far as back as 2013 up to 2023. Ram 2500, 2300, et cetera, et cetera, which is used in the Dodge Ram pickup trucks. Uh, it's a violation of the Clean Air Act, which mm. was done in the past by Volkswagen. Volkswagen oh, yeah. was a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was the largest fine. That was $14.7 billion. Yeah. But this is a serious problem that Cummings is paying through the nose for. And it do with the uh, defeat the devices with the Clean Air Act. So oh I just want to say uh, the amount of fine, $1.6 billion, and it goes back as far as 2013 on the Dodge Rams. They make, they make diesel engines for, like, everybody, right? Like they, for car manufacturers and, yes, and truckers, probably, just everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reliable. Rick will tell you probably. Uh, Rick will tell you, Cummings, you know, General Motors and others have failed in their diesel engines. In the 80s, if you remember, they converted a gasoline engine, which was a bomb, and they had put it in the GM cars. But Cummings is successful with it, but it's a fact that they were cheating with the Clean Air wow. Act, and that's a big blow uh, yeah. against them. Yeah, they don't mess around. Is. And, and Cummings and Volkswagen are just uh, two that got caught because yeah. I guarantee if you go back over the years, uh, ever since uh, emission controls came into existence, there's probably a lot more cheating that never got caught. But they, I think when they set examples, especially with uh, Volkswagen, scared the hell out of everybody. And so I think they're going to be adhering. But it, it, uh, on a broader thought, the morals of automobile manufacturers absolutely, you know, or the immorality, the fact, how could you lie, cheat, and steal? <laughs> you know, like, you know, that I, I think the president of Volkswagen had to resign over that. It wasn't just yeah. some engineer. Uh, it was it, this, the, the, the honesty went all the way to the top of one of the biggest auto manufacturers in the world. In fact, they the were biggest. the biggest at one time. And for them to lie and, and actually have executives go to jail, it's, it's, uh, it, it, this has happened to Hyundai and Nissan. Uh, uh, I, I would almost say most manu auto manufacturers have had serious uh, criminal action yeah. at the very top. I think... Uh Oh yeah, I mean, look at—we got the former CEO of, of uh, Nissan on the run in Lebanon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It doesn't end there. Well, yeah, I just. 
Carlos Ghosn. Yeah, yeah Ghosn. That. That's what I was trying to think of the name, yeah. And besides $14.7 billion that Volkswagen paid, they had to buy back 430,000 cars. Yeah. They had a class action suit That's against right. them besides. Yeah. You 11, know, I bet you you're totally right. The cheating goes on. It's much yeah. more broad because... What makes uh, Cummings think that they can get away with it? You, you, like, you have Volkswagen in the news, you know, God, they get charged billions of dollars in fines, better not do anything, but the examples they know about are the ones that don't get caught. <laughs> so they I go for it. I think that Toyota is smart that they never, written, to my opinion, they never offered a diesel. Yeah, well, right. I think they did the overseas. I think you could, yeah. I think, didn't they make, like, um, some trucks? Right, and, not in the yeah, USA. Not in the yeah, USA. not in the no. USA, no. Now, I, for a long time, I wondered before they caught Volkswagen, um, because of the pollution of the diesel, uh, very few manufacturers were building diesels and selling them in the United States. Meanwhile, Volkswagen sell the hell out of diesels. Yeah. And, and take it over the market, make it billions of dollars by, so somehow they're building these clean diesels. How do they do it? Well, they lie about it. Right. <laughs> That's how it's done. They finally got them. And I remember the days when uh, diesel fuel was less priced than uh, yeah. regular gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, those were good days. Yeah. yeah. People then, would pump diesel into their engine, into their fuel tank, thinking, oh boy, cheap gas. <laughs> uh, we'd made good money then. <laughs> true. All right, guys. I'm true, looking right. forward you, to the shopping report. All right, John. Oh, thank Thanks. you. Thank you so much, John. Have a great uh, weekend. And uh, the, speaking of the mystery shopping report, uh, we shopped uh, Mullinex Ford. So stay tuned for that. You know, as I look at this uh, consumer report and see uh, how they have really. Uh, listed these least reliable models and their luxury uh, models and, and things that you just take for granted that when you're going to purchase it, you got a great car. Not true. Um, for instance, uh, take a look at, the, at this. Uh, pick up that January edition of the Consumer Report. You'll find a lot of information in here if you're going out to purchase anything at all. Uh, whether it be a subcompact or a midsize, whatever. But uh, back to the ratings, the Volkswagen Tahoe, it got a rating of 18 for reli reliability. And these are really... Out of 20? Oh, <laughs> out of tw oh, out of 100. <laughs> out of 100. <laughs> oh, okay. I just want to make sure we <laughs> want to emphasize yeah. that. Yeah, 18 it's 100. out of 100. That's yeah. Uh, so uh, back to uh, the Tahoe. There, you're looking at some serious things that are wrong with this vehicle. The transmission, we're looking at the electrical system, and so on and so forth. And then we get over to the uh, pickup truck, the Ford F-150 Hybrid. It gets a 19 for reliability. So uh, this is a this is a an interesting report, uh, a road report from. Uh, so if you're considering the Tahoe or the um, that that F the F one fifty F one fifty get the F one fifty it's better it's, it's one it's one better it's one, one more better one point one it's point one better. more better on reliability yeah one point better <laughs> uh, so um, anyway uh, let's get back to uh, our phone calls give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero as I mentioned earlier in the show, $50 for the first two new lady callers. We're going to stay with the phones, and we're going to talk to Marty from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. 
How are you? I'm well, thank you. You're better? Good. Getting better. Good. Uh, first thing I want to say is go Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's just a lot of great teams, isn't there? Yeah. And, and, and look at that. Uh, uh, Stu was kidding about the uh, Miami Dolphins. I mean, the last time they were in the playoffs was a ago. long time ago, yeah, 1999. Just, wow. So, I just wanted to say the New York governor told everybody to stay home because of the weather and watch the game on TV. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't tell you what my, my grandson said. Honestly. <laughs> was not nice to the governor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he was out there at the caucus, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, we, we're from Rochester, and I've been through Rochester and Buffalo winters. So people are saying, you know, bad weather now. You never lived in Rochester and Buffalo either. If you were in there... We've had plenty of years. That's why we've been in Florida for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the other thing, my other question is i got to ask Rick a question. Okay. Do cars ever need tune-ups anymore? <laughs> old, really old cars. <coughs> well, yeah. All, all the new cars are getting tune-ups all the time while you're driving. Oh. See, that's the, what used to be an original tune-up was you replace the spark plugs, you replace the points and the condenser, and the mechanic would adjust the timing for the points and adjust the timing for the, the ignition, and he would adjust the carburetor's mixture. Well, now the computer is controlling the timing multiple hundred times a second. It's adjusting the timing. It can adjust the timing between each cylinder firing. So when cylinder number one fires, it can change the timing to adjust it for number two. Same thing for the fuel injectors. The computer is constantly adjusting the duration and timing of the spray for the fuel injectors for each individual cylinder. <laughs> and it's watching the exhaust flow through the oxygen sensors, the air-fuel ratio sensors, and constantly adjusting itself. So as you're driving down the road, you're getting a tune-up done 100 times a second. The only thing it cannot do is replace its own spark plugs. But spark plugs now are 100 to 150,000 mile lifespan. Iridium. Uh, iridium plugs. And hmm. so as long as you replace the plugs on time, you're, you're literally kept in tune all the time. I like how you put yeah. that. You do get well, tune-ups. I'll tell you, yeah. I had must have been bad mechanics in Rochester because I used to do tune-ups and half of them, the cars would backfire and uh, I always had to bring them back for some kind of an adjustment. So they've definitely improved cars today. Didn't they, when they did tune-ups, the uh, timing, it would produce a sound, and they would, um, depending on the, like, the gear, they, they could, by listening to the car, they knew if the, the timing was right? Or uh, You could do that, but the best way was with a dwell meter that actually showed you when you were in proper time. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, as long as Buffalo wins uh, tomorrow, it'll be a good weekend. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. It's not going to happen. We, we can only hope. Hey, Marty, uh, enjoy that game. No matter who wins, the best team yeah. wins, right? You and your grandson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Uh, we are going to go to, uh, I hope I don't mess up your name, uh, Delio uh, from New York. <laughs> Oh, Delio, you ha you caught my cold. You sound like Nancy and Rick. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Did I did I uh, pronounce your name correctly, Delio? Okay, it's, it's pronounced Delio, but uh, Delio is okay. Delio, okay. Welcome to right. the show. Thank you. Uh, I have a question. Um, I have a 2019 Subaru Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, back in uh, 2021, they tell me that... Uh, the brakes were going and needed a replacement. I didn't do it until 2022. Now, in 2024, I took it for inspection, and they tell me that the rear brakes need replacement again. Hmm. Is that normal, or, or, or there's something going on with some defection in, in, Every the, two years. in the model? Well, how many miles are you driving? I've got 31,000 miles on it now, and I drive per year no more than five or 6,000 miles uh, per year. Oh, that's low. Hmm. That seems yeah. a little low. I would, I'd be having a mechanic check things out because with disc brakes, if the slider pins on caliper begin to seize up, say they get rusty or something, then one set of pads can wear out a lot faster than the others or your pads may not release properly and that can cause it to wear faster. So, if you're get, if you're needing brakes that quickly, I would have a mechanic check them and make sure to clean everything up. I get a second opinion. You just, yeah. If you're talking to one guy, I certainly yeah. would get a second opinion because as Rick says, that's a very unusual thing to happen to a Subaru. Very unusual. Right. That's what I say. You know, why shall I need a uh... Within a, a year and a half. What year is it? Breaks was it a twenty-two? A, se- a seventeen Subaru. 17. Okay, but it's yeah, my wa- my my friend has a twenty Subaru. Yeah. Um, same car, doesn't have any brake issues as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you got a unique case there. Yeah. So, uh, what you suggest again? Get a I, second. Yeah. Yeah, I'd get a second opinion from another mechanic. Um, go online and look for you. Uh, the Subaru forums and find a local group for Subaru owners and ask them who they trust for their mechanics. Those uh, Subaru you'll get some forums. great recommendations that yeah. way. Yeah, I just, that's a great I, place to go. I just Googled Subaru brakes and uh, Google says that uh, brakes on a Subaru should last 50,000 miles. So uh, there's something uh, really uh, wrong with what you're being told, I think. So if you go to another uh, technician, another mechanic, and get a second opinion, you'll probably get uh, a reverse of what he, the first one said. Did the mechanic, mechanic that you spoke to most recently, um, does, does he know it's that it, it wore out that soon? And he's, he's just recommending doing the brakes or is he I, recommending I, there's something I take it to the dealership oh the I dealer. take it to the dealership and so they it didn't seem alarming to them that it was so soon that they had to be replaced that's i i asked them but they they act like they they don't understand it okay. you know they just that, yeah. that i need uh yeah, it's as simple as what Earl and Rick said. It's somebody else has got to look at it. Anybody else who hears that it, it's only it's been two years, they know that there's a deeper problem that they got to look at. That second opinion right. is really worth its uh, weight in gold. That's what you need to do. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, yeah. and uh, give us a call. Let us know uh, how things turned out for you. I certainly will. Thank you. We l- we look forward to talking to you next week. 
Have a great weekend, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. First-time callers, first two, you get yourself, win yourself $50. (coughs) That's uh, 877-960-9960. We're going to go to John. He's a regular caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Uh, I got a question for Rick. Got a 2003 Avalon uh, Exa LS, and uh, I'm getting ready to change the uh, timing belt. So I thought, well, I'm going to look it up, and uh, since it's been a while since I did it. Um, and in looking through some of the things, it, 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 uh, something came up on the Internet said, uh, uh, things, things to, uh, once you change your timing belt, and one of the things that it mentioned was if your car's hydroplaning during wet weather. Now, what would hydroplaning have to do with the timing belt? It, hey, Rick. It, and this came, this came from EliteAccura.com. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why they'd be mixing those two together. That seems a little odd because hydroplaning is going to be a result of your tire tread being right. low. Uh, maybe they're going because of keyword belt and radial belted tires. If you're, uh, sometimes search engines can yeah. just you, lead you in a, in a funny direction. Sounds but, like a weird AI um, like hallucination yeah. response. Well, Are your pants well, falling this, down? You might need to change your timing belt. Well, this is EliteAccura.com, and it says taking noise under the hood. I understand that. Engine doesn't start. Okay, I understand that. Engine misfiring while driving. I understand that. Oil leaking from the front side where the motor is. Uh, that's not timing belt. That's a gasket issue. And then hydroplaning while driving in wet weather. And then if the check engine light is on. And that's what they, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, it says timing belt, timing belt needs to replace, be replaced when these things happen. I hydroplaned. I got a timing plate. Um, I, I would just move on to a different source. That's a dealer's website. Yeah. It just sounds like there's something goofy in there that their web designer put in there from right. a bunch of notes when they put the page together. Let me, let me read something I just Googled. Oh, we're wrong. Uh, you've probably heard of hydroplaning before, and when it happens to be a worn-out timing belt, it's very similar to hydroplaning tires. If you're driving in the rain, water may get onto the timing belt. Okay. An old belt won't be able slip. to push the water out from behind, between it and the pulleys, which will cause it to slip. Okay, so we're not talking about tires hydroplaning. We're talking about a belt on a um, yeah. on a pulley. Yeah. Rick's, Rick's, Rick's is, 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 is stretching his face to the, the that is a stretch. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> a thin line there. The, the, yeah, but the thing is, the, you've got splash shields and the timing belt covers have rubber grommets on them, gaskets that are supposed to keep the water out and away from the belt. You shouldn't be getting any water build up on the belt. If you got so much water getting into that belt that hydraulically it's causing the belt to slip a tooth, which once a belt moves a moves a tooth, you especially on your Avalon, which should be the uh, the three point three liter engine. Is you're taking a chance on bending valves because that's a zero clearance engine. Yeah. I think yeah. this just may be a semantic yeah. uh, misunderstanding. Yeah, I, I think they're they're. What happens is a lot of these search engines they use keywords, and belt is a yeah. keyword, which it may look at drive belt, seat belt, 
timing belt belted tires and it will mix that sometimes it gets confused and it's pulling that up yeah the, the timing belt do hydroplane but not like a tire yeah. so it's a it it's a somatic thing steps. now my recommendation for doing your timing belt is replace the timing belt itself while you're in there water inspect pump. and be repaired be prepared to replace your water pump if you see any signs of a pink or white like crusty powder looking substance anywhere near the water pump <coughs> and what i would also do what is, is very carefully inspect the two camshaft seals and the crankshaft seal and be ready to replace those as well what's that pink crusty stuff that's when toyota uses what's called super long life coolant and when it's if it's leaking and it dries out. and it dries up it leaves behind this pink residue crystalline substance. that gives you a great indicator hey there's been a leak there interesting well the the, the kits that i've seen all have the gaskets for that um you know especially the the uh the two little gaskets for the uh things but uh i for just i, I just to look it up yeah yeah the, um because uh you know, I had changed it at seventy thousand. I'm coming up on two hundred five thousand. I think, well, I better get it done <laughs> and, and change it again. Uh, you know, before something happens. Yeah, might be a good uh, idea. Real yeah, good idea, John. If if that timing belt moves enough teeth and the engine is running mm -hmm. at speed, it can bend valves. So right. I would I would yeah. definitely uh, preventative cool. maintenance. Get yeah. that timing belt done. Yeah. Why well, have additional problems? So, uh, uh, John, do you have any other questions? No, that's it. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you to Toyota for, uh, you know, keeping things standard most of the time. For instance, I, uh, my daughter, this, this is her car, and uh, she doesn't run it hard or anything like that, but uh, she lost the gas cap at a gas station. So I went to uh, U-Pull. Uh, oh, I think I did tell you guys this, but anyways... Uh, there are so many Toyotas that use the same gas cap. <laughs> I was able to purchase three or four of them when it took them off the cars in case she loses it again. You know, and they were only three dollars a piece. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Wow. Got, Make a great birthday you know, present for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I figure if she loses one. I'm sure she's going to lose some more. So, <laughs> but uh, but I'm just. It, it was. I was able to pull one from a Camry, one from an Avalon, and one from a, I think a Corolla. Yeah, uh, but because you know, they're all the same gas caps, you know, and they're amazing. All the, That's uh, great. So they was cheap to get it. I just stocked up on those just in case. There you Smart go. Idea. Can't be too careful. Hey, John, uh, right. thanks for being part of the show uh, and uh, being a regular, and have yourself a great weekend. Uh, you too. Thank you. See you later. Have a great year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, I'm waiting for two new lady callers. $50 if you give us a call this morning. You can win yourself $50 for the first two new lady callers. Um, we have got a lot of uh, calls backed up here. We're going to go to Frank. And before we talk to Frank, I'm going to tell Barbara and Joe Ellen, please hang in there. I'll be right with you. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning, and obviously welcome back to the show from last week. Oh, thank um, you. 
And I got, I got to give a quick feedback to that last guy with the timing belt. Um, I believe it's two had a little, excuse me, I didn't mean to call. Anyway, he had a little quick joke. I hope some of the other listeners call when you were talking about the belts. And he says, if they're not right, your shorts might fall off. So um, I got that um, little, I should say, um, insert that in But anyway, let's go back to brakes for a minute. In the old days, I recall, if, for your brakes to adjust, if you go backwards sometimes and you're, you're back up on your brakes and they adjust that way, is that technique pretty well gone nowadays? That was for drum brakes uh, because drum brakes, you had a little star wheel adjuster, and as you hit the brakes in reverse, the system was designed to make that actually uh, ratchet and slowly adjust outwards by way of a screw, and that would uh, decrease the space between the shoes and the drum. But disc brakes are inherently self-adjusting. It's just when they, as the uh, caliper squeezes the pads out, the piston moves out. When its seal pulls it back, it only pulls it back just a little. So they're always adjusted properly with disc brakes. Okay. Well, I had a feeling it was a pretty old memory bank that it was back there. Um, this is one for, um, I guess, for Earl and uh, Nancy. Um, especially for Nancy, where I didn't listen to your advice a few years ago when I bought a pickup truck with my son. I had a co-sign for it. Mm. And um, now, well, the good news was when we got it, um, Toyota had zero interest for five years. So there's still a couple of years left on it. He wants to pay it off early or because he needs to get some dental work done. He doesn't want to have two bills, the truck and a dentist. And I told him, I said, it doesn't make sense. You got something that's going to be zero percent versus some dentist that's going to get 20 percent. Do you have any advice or is there any, if, do we, we don't get anything back if we pay off early, do we? Listen to Daddy is the advice. <laughs> You're absolutely long. right. Yeah, absolutely right, Frank. Okay. I'll well, be up. Um, I mean, the, the amount of interest you have to pay today, I think on a used car, he'd be looking at maybe 12, 15%. I mean, new cars are pushing 10%. So uh, the interest rates are crazy. And he's got a two, 0% locked in. He'd, he'd, be, he'd be crazy to uh, uh, trade that thing in. Though. Just throw it, throw it away money. Well, that's good. I, I, what I'm going to do is have him listen to this show when we get it off the uh, <laughs> There you go. Why miss okay, with here. perfection? You know, <laughs> that's you what I say. Um, one real quick flashback. Um, several years ago, I, I know that you met millions, well, not millions, but hundreds of thousands of people, I'm sure, over your years. Um, I recall the very first time we met in person, and I'm going to re- reflect on that with you in just a moment. And... Um, I, I have a metal detecting business, and uh, I also got a roof done, some insulation in my roof, uh, this solar stuff that really did help with two solar heat extractors on the roof. And the, the dealer wanted me to di- give a testimony on the air. So I was down in the radio station many years ago, probably 13 years ago, maybe even longer. And um, it was from this 7.30 to 8 o'clock slot. And so as I'm getting off, I noticed you guys in the waiting room to go on the air. And I decided to pull a practical joke with you guys because I had a federal marshal badge. And I went over to Earl and opened my badge and said, we're taking you off the air for defamation of character. <laughs> Earl handled it very nicely. He, he said, no, he said, I, I was preparing for this, my lawyer. He said, this is probably going to happen. 
but one person kind of got a little more excitable than, um, than Earl. But anyway, do you remember that particular instance? By God, I, I can't believe I don't. I have to be honest with you, I don't. But good Lord, what a great joke that was. I uh, I could have had a heart attack. You should be careful. Well, you responded very calmly. Yeah, yeah like I know. You knew I it was coming. Just, it's like you put your hands out and said, take me to jail. Frank, how many times, uh, how many times have we met you, Frank? Didn't, didn't we meet you right here? I I've yeah, at the radio station. Yeah, yeah. right, right yeah, here, I, uh, right out in the uh, parking lot. Uh, you, yeah, well, I brought. Some, you were bringing some, uh, bagels. bagels over. Uh, for to some, dog ranch. To, That's right. Yeah, to, to big, big dog ranch. Yeah. So, Frank, who who got who who got excitable when in that moment? Well, I did a bunch. I hate to say it. Nancy basically said you son of a gun. I told you not. <laughs> Nancy to came so after you. <laughs> well, so you got to remember, I wasn't too far from. I I was a. I was just uh, begun to be a recovered car dealer, so just a few months or maybe a few years prior to exactly. that incident, I had been a I had been a low level conniving uh, criminal car dealer. So we're trained. We criminals are trained not to panic when they see a badge because <laughs> they, you you have to be very calm and then look for your opportunity to escape. So right. I, it was just my criminal reaction there. Exactly. Yeah. If you had given him a few more minutes, you would never <laughs> see them again. <laughs> no, no, you, 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 you did handle it very well. You, like you just knew, hey, what the heck, you know. And I'm I, glad I that got, Nancy I, was I there. My one call. Yeah, no, it, it was a lively match with Nancy. But, uh, and, and also, I, I, when they talk about, you know, your, your, your pricing and stuff like that, when I got that truck for my son, we went to the um, um, Costco. Yeah. So the price there, and I figured, well, you know, I've talked to you on the air on one year's little, um, um, what do you call it, um, not bounty hunters, you know what I'm talking about. Vigilante. And all this and that, and vigilante. And so we're there in the dealership, and we're, we're nailing everything out. And, and I saw you, is there any chance we get a few more dollars off you? Absolutely not. This is the price. And, <laughs> and so you're very firm, I said. And I, I, I was a little, you know, hurt. Going, I thought I was your friend. And I go, well, it doesn't matter if you're friend, family or not. You're going to pay the price, and that's the price. And I really, I, I, I admit, I admire your honor and, and stuff like that. So oh, you, you really Frank. do tell the truth all the time. Anyway, let me let thank you get you, to Frank. other customers. You have a good day. All right. Take thank you, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Well, it's great that we have so many seasoned uh, callers, yeah. you know, that yeah. have listened to the show for so long. And, uh, and that story with the the badge, <laughs> that that sounds familiar. But I, well, I'm with you. I don't remember it like exactly, but I, it just sounds like something that happens to you. <laughs> and I try to control myself. I, I oh really, yeah, I, I really do. It doesn't matter if they got a badge. Not good at it, but <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, our number here is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And you can text us also at 772-497-6530. We're going to get to our next caller. And uh, Barbara is giving us a call from uh, West Palm Beach. She's called before and uh, has uh, continued to stay in touch with us. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Oh, great. How are you doing? Good. I'm just getting some gas in my 2010 Toyota Camry. And that's what I want to call about. Um, okay. I noticed Friday uh, it was yesterday. I was driving to work, and I'm like, man, my lights are so dim. And it was. I found out my headlight on the driver's side was out. And I don't know, since it's a 2010 and it's older, I've heard newer cars, you need to get, like, the whole assembly changed out. Is that true for my car? Yes. Or can I just 
get a bowl. I wish Rick was here to give you some more details, but generally speaking, I don't think that you can just replace a bulb anymore. It's part of okay. like a whole headlight assembly. Yeah, yeah, the whole kit you have to purchase. And the the, again, not knowing because Rick's not here, uh, one thing you, uh, I would guess that it's entirely possible it could be a fuse or a connection. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And before you automatically replace the entire headlight assembly, I would be, I want I would get an honest opinion from a okay. technician because it, it's it'd be easy to sell you a new headlamp assembly and and oh. even, but it probably is but, the but, headlamp assembly but, but it might not be. Yeah. Yours is a 2010 though. You did say it's a 2010. Rick, okay. you're here in the nick of time. Yeah. You Rick might have a bulb. The door. You Rick, might have a bulb. You might have a bulb. Oh. It's a 2010. I'm I'm googling because Rick was out, but he's back. 2010 Corolla. Can they replace the bulb no, no, and no. headlight? Uh, I'm sorry, it's a Camry. Oh, Camry. E- either either or. 20... I've, I've owned Corollas yeah. before, she wants... but this one is a Camry. She wants to know if she's if she can replace a part or she has to replace the whole set that, and bulb purchase assembly. a kit. A 2010 yeah, Camry, the headlight? Yeah. Should yeah. be just a bulb. Hey, you oh, lucked out. A uh, halogen. I lucked out. Yeah. halogen? Okay. Good, because my brights work. I put my bright lights, you know, the yep. headlamps, the, and they're fine on both. And I'm wondering, too, since I don't remember ever having them change, is the other one going to go out pretty soon since they're... Actually, not not likely. Um, okay. With with headlights, it just seems like any more... They're, they're kind of random. It's not like when one goes, the others are going to go quickly. Uh, yeah, you'd be totally safe just putting one in. Okay. Sounds good. Wow. A happy answer. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Barbara. Rick to the rescue. Uh, Barb, uh, thanks so much for staying in touch with us and being part of the female audience. And have yourself a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye now. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. We're going to go to uh, Joe Ellen uh, that I have to say has been extremely patient. She's calling us from Fort Lauderdale. Good morning, Joe Ellen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Um, I I called before regarding my 2015 Nissan um, Altima with the transmission, oh. and so you know that's I'm getting rid of the car because it's going to cost like seven thousand dollars to fix. Oh, okay. So so I have somebody looking for a car, and he just gave me um, a 2003 Acura RSX. Uh, with 145,000 miles on it, it looks, and he says it's good, clean. Um, I haven't seen it in person, and just wondering if that's, I thought that was a lot of miles for, um, you know, for, and they're asking 5,500 for it. No. Not, not today. It, it just doesn't. Rick? That's, the the 2003 Acura RSX is, is a Honda product, which yeah. Honda basically, um, it's that Acura. Yeah, but Acura is the is the upper level of Honda. That's their luxury brand, okay. and it's it's like Toyota and Lexus, and right. one hundred and fifty thousand miles on that car is like a Chevrolet with twenty thousand miles. I mean that oh. that car's got probably another two hundred thousand miles left in it. 
you know, if if you take care of it, you maintain just want to be it properly. Sure to take it to an independent mechanic and have him go over it with a fine tooth comb. Absolutely, words, you might have to pay two hundred dollars, but before you spend the three five thousand dollars, spend the two hundred. Have a your technician, not the person that's selling of the car, uh, right. uh, go over it and, and check it out carefully. And what will probably happen is there'll be a few things that he'll point out, and then you could go back to the seller and say, "We got a deal, but I want." you take care of this for me first uh on the other hand he might even find something serious uh but as rick said uh, you, it's a good product and as long as you get the stamp of approval from your mechanic uh you'll have to pay for it it's well worth the investment well well what would you consider a um a, a mechanic uh, inspection i mean putting it on a scanner and and but it has to be more than that of course but yeah that put they, they should put it up on it. Well, first thing is you take it for a test drive and feel for any issues there. Uh, make sure everything's working, all the windows, all the door locks. Make sure you got all the warning lights are operational and then nothing's staying on. They should also put it up on a lift and inspect the engine, transmission, look for any leaks. Uh, make sure you don't have a lot of rust under there. Um, they okay. should be looking at your tires, the brakes, the drive belts. Make sure that everything's in Good shape. And be sure the mechanic is ASE certified. He'll have a badge probably on his shirt, or at least he'll have the credentials, and they have to be go uh, redone every yeah. year, right? Every five years. Every five yeah. years. So uh, ASE certified, and how he should be certified in what, Rick, what uh, particular? He should be a master mechanic. Master mechanic, ASE certified master mechanic. There are a lot of them out there. But there's also more of them that aren't. So get yep. yourself right. an ASE certified master mechanic. Pay him two hundred bucks. Have him to check the car out. You get the uh, seal of approval. You got a real good buy there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, All right. Thank a, you so much. You're uh, very welcome. You know, Joe Ellen, I have to thank yes. you for, uh, you know, trusting us. Uh, like so many of our callers that call in, and uh, we certainly, you know, appreciate uh, you calling. And asking such important questions, and it's so. What an invest! I mean, two hundred dollars. I mean, this is a, a good investment, you know, for a vehicle that you're going to have for a long time. Yes, hey, Rick. Joellen, if, yes. if you really want to make sure that mechanic's going to look your car over real well and really do a good job of it, bring him a box yes. of chocolate chip cookies. You know, homemade chocolate chip cookies as well. And I guarantee he's going to, and he raisin. will tear that thing apart to make sure it's right for you. Just because you like yeah, chocolate well, chip yep. cookies, it could be oatmeal raisin. I'm not a baker, but um, I'll keep that in mind. One, one last thing I would say, I, I appreciate the $50 that you sent me, but you know what? I think that if you reduce it even down to 25 or 35 50 is a lot of money, I think. So just, just my input. Oh, thank you so much, Joellen. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. Okay. Um, so, All right. Thank uh, you so stay in, stay, stay in, give us a follow up call. Let us know how the, you know, that investment. Will you, will you send us $15 back? <laughs> no, no, I already can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I, I said that. I, I said, you know what? It's, it's, it really, um, I think $25 people would even be interested in making a call. I, I love listening to your program, and I've told my uh, friends all about it. I'm not sure if they get up that early, but. Well, we appreciate that, Joellen. And um, again, you know, give us a follow-up call on sure your situation. And yep. uh, have yourself a great weekend. 
Okay, you as well. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to take some time and take a look at some texts Uh-oh. and get to Rick. I thought so, we had more phone calls. I thought, I thought everybody was just waiting for you to come back. Like, we had no calls last week. No, we had calls. <laughs> but not like today. Yeah, they're waiting for you. You're the star. Oh, thank you. We thank were you we were dealing with technical um, problems last week uh, yeah. without Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, as you can tell everyone listening, uh, that Jonathan is back, and he's irreplaceable. Uh, he is a digital digital expert the vip of digital, Digi- digital operations cowboy. digital cowboy and yeah there he is he's a wild and <laughs> wild cowboy <laughs> thank you uh, for all you do jonathan um everyone here you know we're we're all back and it seems like as if that all of the pieces of the puzzle have connected and we're whole again so uh, at any rate, thank you all for your dedication and listening to the show. So we'll get to uh, the sure, text yeah. and yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to YouTubes whenever well, uh, yeah, Stu is finished with, up. Yeah, with uh, uh, Anne-Marie kicked it off with a good morning confession. I could be accused of being an automotive Luddite because I have a fondness for manual transmissions, cars with knobs and dials for the radio and AC and levers. Uh, for direction and levers for directional se- signals and windshield wipers and steering wheels you don't even have a steering wheel um i also like seat belts properly working airbags and then like brakes oh i hate seat belts you do oh yeah I've got, well i got used they're, to them. they're hard to put on and take off i once they're on i'm, I'm fine with that but remember the ones that big... used to automatically come over like some of the old uh, domestic cars yeah mm. i think being a being a big guy yeah. uh, but i am read to all the dials and buttons and yeah. everything um, I'm uh, I'm on board with that. Let's yeah. get it back. <laughs> yeah, she says, but things thing, t- things and times are changing. Every year, auto, manu- and auto manufacturers create new technologies and accessories for their vehicles. In your opinion, what are the best new safety features on the latest vehicles that Luddites like me are most likely to appreciate? Thank you. And P.S. I hope Nancy feels is feeling better. Um, you know. Um, First, I thought it was an easy question, but it's not. It's not what are your favorite safety features because I got my favorite safety feature I don't think a Luddite would like, and that's the lane trace assist that keeps in. It's almost like automatic driving. But the the warning when you're Right, so I'm going to remind somebody who doesn't like technology in general, what's something that they can (laughs) buy into? And I think think the the, the mirror warning things like you're talking about because that's, I mean, first of all, if you're. Blind spot monitor. The blind spot monitor, that's right. That's a proper, the yeah. right name for our BSM. And the automatic stop. Um, what did we do without that? I think, that, yeah. I think it's the things you don't have to think about. Those those are the ones I would exactly. tell Emory. Exactly. The things that just happen automatically in the background and helps keep you safe. Yeah. Things you don't have to push or figure out. What's that, Rick? The other function of the blind spot monitors, the rear cross-traffic alert. Yeah. So if you're in a parking spot and you put it in reverse that's to so back good. up, if a car is coming up the lane... Yeah, it'll beep and light up to let you know a car's coming and there, you, and you yeah. couldn't see it if you look for you it. You couldn't. I mean, no. they come out of the blind spot. You're you're at Costco or Publix, and these yeah. crazy people are running up and down the aisle. Well, you're, you're in between a yeah. couple of vans people and cars, and you that, can't. That see. falls in the category. Sure. How does it know? Because there's no like sensor sticking out in the parking lot. It just has a very um, magic. It's magic. No, the sensors in the rear of the car has yeah. a very broad um, view of this yeah. sonar or radar, whatever it's doing. Uh, which we should probably know what it's Rick knows what it's doing, but it's doing something. But it's really cool, and it can save damage in your car, or hitting a pedestrian. We know it's doing something good. 
It's yeah, Emily, if, if you're listening, if you take a test drive in a car with the features we're talking about and have them demonstrated to you, you will have to buy the car. I guarantee you it will save you from an accident one day. It will save you. Backup camera. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, things that happen. We, yeah. They're standard now. We take that for granted. Yeah. But uh, the backup camera used to be, I used to rave about that, but now it's it's good, but it's not nearly as good as some of the other features. I, uh, um, My Tesla has got so many safety features that I, I, I have to tell you, I... I can't, you know, I take it for granted. So I allow my automatic braking and, and warnings and things like that to happen. Uh, and I, I, I relax my own uh, vigilance when I'm driving, which is probably a bad thing to do, but that's how good they are. Yeah, exactly. Well, the extension to that, they now have what's known as bird's eye view, where the cameras yeah. all around your car can actually show you a very accurate picture yeah, it's crazy. of your car from above, yeah. and you'll be able to see everything on the ground yeah. around you. Honestly. It's you like look, watching the red zone yeah, on Sunday when we're watching football. If you look football. at my Tesla, <laughs> exactly. uh, you'll, you'll be amazed <laughs> from what, what, what it shows you. I mean, yep. uh, yeah. I, I actually have too yeah. many ways on the Tesla to find out if someone is passing me or coming up behind me. I, I have several cameras. It's a redundancy in terms of I, I never use my rear view mirror uh, and practically it, never use my side view mirrors anymore. Yeah. But, uh, it, it took me a while to relax and give in to that system on the uh, Tesla because you just, you, you know, you feel like as if you're in your comfort zone when you're looking through the rear view mirror and, you know, you're not depending upon all of these features that the Tesla has, but uh, they are great features and they really keep you safe. So, uh, Anne Marie, thank you. All right. Um, next, let's go over to uh, uh, anonymous feedback because there's a, a few came in, and I got to log in because it logged me out. Um, let's see. The first one. I just purchased a Buick with an eight thousand dollar discount from MSRP. That this didn't stop them from having an addendum sticker on the car when I got there. Eight thousand off MSRP and twelve fifty rebate made me made up for the 899 dealer fee in my mind i hate the games I mean, they hit it the head on, yeah, nail well, on the head well stated i mean it's lying and cheating and uh, uh bait and switch advertising uh and, and we you use the verbiage the the uh, texter used the verbiage <coughs> they were selling it uh, below msrp well they weren't selling it below msrp uh, that was the whole point and that's that's why this Federal Trade Commission regulation kicking in in July is yep. going to be uh, a wonderful thing. And uh, your column was a great thing uh, that uh, that you wrote uh, for this past week. Well, let's go through the yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I have a, I have a question. Um, there was a text that came in, and it's a good question. I'm, I was trying to answer it because um, we were so busy with the phones. So, a question. Uh, this is from Bob. And he wants to know, uh, with the battery recall on the, the RAV4, um, what happens if you need a new battery before the fix? And the battery recall came out a, a couple of months ago. It was, um, it could be loose. So if you, in a hard turn, the battery could like shift and potentially arc and cause a fire. His question is, what if you need a new, new battery before then? Before then, not from the recall, but let's say your battery dies. And I said, I assume you could put a new battery in it would just be loose like that you still need a fix because they got a the clamp is the issue or something 
What's well, the deal, Rick? <laughs> you can actually tighten it down securely as long as the battery is the proper size. Right. You want to make sure that it's a Group 35 yeah, battery. Yeah, he's on the list. So, uh, Bob yeah. is on the list, so he's got the small top or the improperly fitting battery. Right, and they're, they're replacing all, because a lot of manufacturers make batteries, they make the cases sometimes different sizes. Uh, it's some of these smaller manufacturer companies, for some reason, they just make them a little different. Mm -hmm. The main thing you want to be sure of is that when the battery is in and that clamp is in place, that the battery is not Wiggling able to around. move. That clamp should be able to tighten down on 99% of the batteries to get tight enough to hold it. Right. And the reason it's only 99 is why they've come out actually with the second part of that campaign where Toyota's gonna replace the actual tray that the battery sits on and that clamp assembly and redesign it to make it to fit 100% right. of the batteries nice and secure right and they cannot move so, so you don't short so if bob leaves <clears throat> his keys in the car or whatever lights on and his battery drains he can still get a replacement battery yes. before the clamp assembly so don't worry about it bob just make sure that it's, it's the proper size battery and that when it's installed that clamp is nice and tight okay there you go um more incognito um uh i've just bought a ford fusion from seattle um, to live in Alaska, and it has a recall on the power steering, and I bought it two years ago. What are my options at this point? Get it fixed. They don't expire. Yep. So you can take it to um, a uh, Ford dealership in Alaska, and uh, and they will fix it for free, and uh, yeah, it should be pretty easy. Yep. That's the way it works. I would contact the dealership first and ask them about the availability of parts, and if the parts are going to be a long time coming, ask them what the dealer will do or what the dealer, uh, the manufacturer will do to help you with the transportation. To arrange transportation for you if that vehicle is unsafe to drive. Yeah. Great um, advice. Another anonymous feedback. Um, I wonder how dealers will disclose their add-on fees with this new FTC legislation. Will it be in microtype at the bottom of the contract hidden from easy view? By the consumer that's the current way they do it how will the ftc enforce this legislation they aren't doing a very good job enforcing current ftc regulations thanks earl for another informative video that must come through for youtube i was going to segue I, I into my one. column and uh, if uh, we're running short on time here so uh, uh this week's column is demand your congressperson make known their su support and uh, of course, that's a sport on the combating auto retail scams, cars, C-A-R-S, combating auto retail scams. Make sure your Congress. Now, uh, I feel uh, almost like I'm joking because uh, people are, there, there's an apathy, and this is my point in my column. Uh, we, we complain a lot about what politicians do, but it's very difficult to get people to contact their representatives and their senators in Congress or their state senators and, and representatives. Uh, we, we sit there and complain all day long, but we don't get proactive. The only way this Federal Trade Commission uh, regulation, it's gone through the process, it's going into effect July 30th of this year. The only way it will not go into effect is if the Congress and the Senate stop it. 
Now, they're already on that bandwagon, and there's already organization for the, for the state, for the Congress, U.S. Congress, to stop the FTC regulations based on the, uh, call it, there's loopholes of stopping things. Yeah. It's not, the regulations will exist, yeah. but uh, they will be, they, well, the regulations, yeah, the, the, the law's already there, and they're making the regulations based on the law. If Congress makes a new law that carves out car dealers, they can do that as long as it gets passes and gets signed by uh, whoever the president's going to So I, I'm going to try something. I haven't even discussed this with anybody yet, but this came to, I, I've been thinking about it. And Stu, I talked last week about putting something on our website. So uh, to, to help uh, mobilize uh, Earl on Cars audience and anybody that knows about this issue, uh, what I will do for f the Florida representatives in U.S. Congress, the Florida Senators, that's Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, and for the 28 uh, Congress people in the U.S. Congress from Florida, I'm going to offer to, to donate to their favorite charity. If you are a member of the Congress, I will donate $500 to your favorite charity if you're a Florida U.S. representative uh, if you bribery? will state, clearly state your position, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to bribe you with the $500. I want you to, in writing, clearly state your position of supporting the FTC CARS Act or not supporting it. And I mean clear. I don't mean you're thinking about it. Uh, I'll support it if you do this, because that's another way to slow walk legislation. I want to know if the Florida U.S. Congress the senators and the representatives will support or will not support. If you don't want to support it, that's okay. But don't keep quiet about it. Don't do it in the smoke-filled room. Don't do it behind the scenes. You let the voting public know that you will not support the CARS Act. I will denote, donate $500 to your favorite charity. And if you donate the money to Big Dog Ranch, I'll make it 1000 Now, I have a even, and that's for the representatives, for the senators, for Rick Scott and Marco Rubio, I'll give $2,000 to Big Dog Ranch and $1,000 to your favorite charity. All you have to do is state in writing that you will support or will not support, as written, the Florida, uh, the Federal Trade Commission CARS Act, and that's uh, combating auto retail scams. Now... If you sit on your hands until July with that offer on the table, you're screwing uh, charity. Because all we ask is transparency. Say, I will not support it. And you say that in writing, clearly, I will donate $1,000 if you're a senator and $500 to your favorite charity. And if it'll go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, I'll double it and get $2,000 for the Senate and I'll make it $1,000 for the congressional representatives. There you go. Very compelling. Very. I think so. And we'll put that on our website, and we'll talk about it. And you folks that have heard this now, uh, and if you, anybody knows uh, Marco Rubio or Rick Scott or any of your district representatives right in here. U.S. Congress, uh, send them an email. Say, hey, your favorite charity. Yeah. 
Hey, Lois Frankel and Brian Mast, come on. Yeah. You're listening right now. We know you are. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be real interesting to see what happens, right? Yeah. Very interested. Exactly. Silence is the weapon of the politician. They pretend like they don't hear us, and, uh, and, and they only uh, respond when there's pressure. Here's some real pressure, because we got you either way. If you keep quiet... You will be known as the Senate or, or the congressman that refused to say what position they took on a policy. No reason. We, we can't ask you to support a policy or be against a policy. That's on your conscience. But to deny a charity a generous contribution because you're going to keep your mouth shut because you're afraid to tell the truth, that's going to cost you re-election, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. The campaign begins. All right. Is it time? Is it time for it the uh, time for Mr. Shopping report? It is and time. Rick. Oh, I'm all caught up, I think. Okay, Rick, what do you have? Well, I'll see. We'll go back a little bit here. Uh, Donovan says, a little late today, but to Nancy's question earlier about charging at the mall, she used a level two charger. That's about the same as what a, a home AC power at 32 to 48 amps. So not very fast. The fast chargers that everyone wants charge in DC power at a much higher output, hundreds of amps at a much higher voltage to charge in minutes. And let's see. What do you have to plug them here. into? A 240? Uh, yeah, yeah, 240 volts, but it's converting it to DC for your home charger. But also, I think he means the superchargers are charging DC current instead of charging AC, yeah. and therefore charges much quicker. Yeah, who was that? That's from Donovan. Oh, Donovan. Oh, yeah. I love Donovan. He always has such great information for us. Thank you, Donovan. I did not know that. And he says that uh, he had to make an airport run uh, yesterday, Port St. Lucie to Miami and back in his Polestar, 256-mile round trip, and he charged for only six minutes. Is that in the middle of it as he was at the airport? Is wow. that right? So that's Polestar apparently got a pretty decent wow. vehicle there. Can't ask for anything more. Problem being that financially they're hanging by a thread. Yeah. And then also he and uh, Cliff's picks were also having a bit of a discussion back and forth about the Hertz cars mm. being up for sale, uh, saying there are apparently quite a few uh, Tesla Model 3s. Being sold for, now Donovan says he saw them for sixteen thousand. Uh, Cliff said he was seeing twenty-one thousand, so the sixteen thousand ones may have sold out, uh, but apparently they're still for sale. They sell. They sell directly for, on their website. Hertz is selling twenty thousand EVs directly, and uh, I have a feeling the prices are going to be quite low because electric vehicle used car prices are very depressed yeah. right now. So uh, I see Hertz going bankrupt again. <laughs> I believe Hertz is uh, about ready to throw the towel in. They've already been bankrupt once. They came back. They made this really stupid idea that they're going to be an entire electric vehicle fleet. Now they're going to have to dump 20,000 EVs very quickly. So if you want an EV used vehicle, go on the Hertz website and see what the price is. Check out that compared to the competitive prices around. But you can get a hell of a deal on a uh, EV today, a used, a used EV today. Was that the uh, Wall Street Journal? Was that the article we were reading the, this yeah. morning that I had given you yeah. on yeah. Hertz? Yeah. It is? 
Yeah. Okay. Wall Street Journal. Yeah, they're, they're mentioning uh, Tesla Model 3, 20, 21s, so two years old, with around 20,000 miles for $21,000, yeah. which I think is probably, what, about half the price of a, a, oh. a new Well, three? we don't know what the, uh, the, the current market is. I, we could get that number, but uh, we'll, we'll see. It's, it probably is a good price because they're not messing around. They just need to uh, – uh, they need cash. Yeah, they want to dump. Right. trouble, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, for the average buyer, your only real upshot there is you still have to put a home charger in, but even then – might be worth considering for anyone that's looking. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else over there? That's Rick? got us pretty well caught up that here. Is, okay. Um, we are going to go to the Mystery Shopping Report, and uh, I want to let you know that you can vote uh, by texting us at 772-497-6530. Uh, we did a mystery shop at uh, Mullinex Ford, and Agent Lightning was out there. Well, using her magic again. I'm assuming that's the Mullinex Ford here in Palm Beach County. It is, Palm, yeah. North Palm Beach. Yeah, North Palm Beach. Okay, well, Mullinex Ford, as you regular listeners know, is our, one of the good guys. And uh, I, uh, uh, they actually pioneered uh, the, the one price uh, they, uh, uh, many years ago, uh, before we did, which is uh, they were the only ones that I know. So uh, our dealership, I think, started what? How many years ago did we go to one price? Uh, 2012, uh, 14, 12 years ago. Yeah, so wow. uh, Mullinex beat us on that. Mm. Uh, I'll read this in the, in the first person is, is if I were Agent Lightning, who did the shop. I arrived just after dark. It was greeted by the uh, front customer receptionist. Uh, is anyone expecting you this evening? She asked. No, I haven't been in touch with anyone. I reply, but I would love more information on this car right here on the showroom floor. I was referring to a new 2022, <laughs> uh, you got to laugh, a new 2022 <laughs> Ford Explorer. Uh, I mean, in case you haven't checked your calendar, this is 2024, and they're calling this a new car. A new 2022 Ford Explorer with an MSRP of 48000 $335 on the showroom floor, but it was discounted to $41,900. There was a disclaimer written on the windshield in white grease pen explaining that the price was uh, predicated on a rebate uh, for financing with Ford Motor Credit. So uh, we'll find out about that later. There was also a sheet of paper taped to the window indicating that the vehicle had been damaged and repaired. Uh, Florida law requires that a new car with greater than 1% of the MSRP damage repair has to be disclosed up front to the, the customer. The amount of the damage. So the 1% of a MSRP would... When we've had to deal, like, um, we put the repair order with the on the windshield that shows exactly <laughs> what happened to the car, and yeah. it's been a while we've had to do that, but... Yeah. So that would, have been the, that would have meant that the cost of the repair was more, greater than $483 because that, that's 1% of the MSRP. He said it was a hood and a windshield. Yeah. Uh, the receptionist said, I'm not sure if it's available, but I'll call sales, but they'll come and help you. That's a, a strange statement because 
It's on the showroom right. floor. With the sticker. <laughs> well, she, maybe she doesn't know if it's the deal working on it. Yeah, well, but it's been there for two but, years. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> just today, after two years, two people came in on the same Well, she's, she's a receptionist, so let's not pick on her. That's she, Maybe it's her first day on the job. Right. Yes. A few minutes Gosh. later, a salesman came out and introduced himself as Jake. Uh, your son's not working at any... Uh, he is not. I double-checked the last name. It's Shaw, not Stuart. <laughs> Uh, the, car's, uh, the car is available, he confirmed. It's a, a 2022 model used, in, used in-house, so you can get a really good deal on it. And it's still under manufacturer's warranty. Are you thinking about... Part, part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, of it. <laughs> are you thinking about uh, trading anything in this evening? I'm considering trading in my RAV4 hybrid, but I'm still undecided, I told him. I meant to try to get an appraisal on... Uh, Agent Lightning's car. I have I have an estimate. From, oh, good, good. Uh, that's, that's, I couldn't get into V Auto last night because stupid yeah. password things. But I I sent the information to Josh and he gave me a ah, figure. Good. Uh, uh, do you have it here with you today? Referring to the Rav4 Hybrid that Agent Lightning drives, uh, Jake inquired. Yes, I said I was. He suggested taking my keys to appraise the Rav4 as they were very busy at the moment. I agreed, handed my keys. Uh, who was the loan through? He asked. Uh, it's already paid off. Uh, that's great. It'll, t- it'll make your loan even smaller, he said. A few minutes later, Jake returned with his sales manager who informed me about a camera recall and another issue for which they couldn't get parts. Uh, bear in mind, this is 2022. They still can't get parts. Okay. Well, maybe the recall was more recent. Yeah. <laughs> When it was 22. Yeah, it could be. I mean, one of the reasons why the current model cars, they're, they're diverting the parts to the manufacturer of the new car, and that's the reason you can't get the parts to repair a car, which is, but this is just you can't get the parts, period, with your, because they're not building any 2022s, no, is my point. <laughs> uh, uh, the warranty is, this I don't understand either. The warranty is only good for 36,000 miles or until June 2025. Yeah. Now, uh, isn't the rule the car warranty time starts to expire when you deliver the car Data to the first retail use. buyer? Date of first use. So yeah. if they register it as a, a demo, he said it was used in-house. So I, we didn't get the details, but if it was registered as a as Oh, okay. A, yeah, that's demo. fine. I didn't think about that. They registered it as a demonstrator. Okay, yeah. Reported it as a yeah. demo. My guess is they didn't, but... Right. Anyway. Or he could be wrong about the warranty, but it goes on the date of first use, yeah. whether a customer takes delivery or it's put in service. But it only has a little over 5,000 miles on it. He handed me some paperwork with all the information and went back to his office. The sales manager said, since you're not sure what you want to do with your car, uh, he'll work it out both ways. I said, uh, thanks, and sat and waited for about 20 minutes. But Jake kept me company. He said that the car wouldn't qualify for any special financing, but assured me that I wouldn't find a 2022 fully loaded Ford Explorer uh, with a better price tag, uh, which should compensate for any financing uh, a new Explorer may offer. Uh, the manager returned, and he reviewed two options on his worksheet for me. The first one was with my hybrid RAV4 as a trade-in. The second option was with financing. The top line was uh, MSRP, 48335 They showed a $5,435 discount and a selling price of 42900 I point out that the special price was supposed to be $41,900. And uh, he says, oh my, 
It does. Let me go fix that. Uh, I, that sounds like a real... Yeah, it sounds like legit. I mean, yeah. um, he sent returns a few minutes later, apologized, explained that the online prices are always changing. He handed me the updated sheets. The price has been corrected, uh, 41900 Uh The only things added were sales tax and $311 in tag title fees. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's something you don't you see just, today. Well, you see it down the street. You, you, you just don't see it. And uh, Mullinex, that's the reason we have them on our recommended list, is they don't have junk fees. We can't recommend them higher. Yeah. And matter of fact, they dropped that little thing that, remember, the, and you had contacted the brothers? Yeah. The, uh, the, and, uh, they had a TV dealer fee, and they took that <clears> off. Right, because they didn't realize, apparently, that it technically was. Yeah. Uh, the second worksheet included my trade, which they valued at $26,000, but like the first, it had no junk fees. Now, Stu has an estimate on what that... Okay, I'm going to give a disclaimer. Um, I, I I wanted to book it out myself, and I had a hard time. I couldn't log into the site, so I texted the information on Agent Lightning's RAV4 to my brother. He booked it out real quick. And there's a difference between an appraisal and booking something out. He th thinks it's worth about 31000 Okay. So, and but that's without looking at it, and that's without yeah. you know. And we're also a Toyota dealership, and we sell used Rav4s like crazy, and maybe they're a little less uh, yeah. excited about it. So uh, the same thing applies when you're trading a car, and you always shop and compare the price uh, with at least three other sources. Today is easier than ever before in the history of automobile retail to get a price when you're trading. You could go to WeBuyAnyCar.com. You could go to CarMax. The best way to get a, another opinion is go to the used car lot of the manufacturer of, of the vehicle that you're trading in. So if you're driving a Honda, you take it to a Honda dealer used car department, say, I want to sell my car. But you, in, in a few hours, you could get half a dozen good yeah. firm prices on your trade in. And that's what you need to do. In this case here, we think they're a little light on the 26000 uh, We think it's, it could be worth thirty. Uh, Thirty-one. dollars Hmm? 31. 31. Uh, what do you think, he asked, salesman asked me. I'm a little surprised at the price uh, for my car is only 26000 I said, he had me a sheet and explained that they compared to others available. What he did is he had a, a V-Auto sheet that showed um, retail prices. <clears throat> and so I think he might have been explaining that, well, if we gave you that much, they're being sold retail for that much on V-Auto that he saw. And... Um, I didn't see the date range or whatever it was. There's some things to consider, yeah. but he might have a point. Yeah, and I, I give uh, Mullinex, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're honest people. I mean, that's the reason we have them on our highly recommended list, actually. Yeah. Gold star. Yeah. I said, uh, my car is in perfect condition. I just need four new tires. Jake responded by saying, if you have a number in mind, please tell me. I have a little room to work with you. I'd love to earn your business. I told him I was just thinking, I was thinking about it. Just had my husband call, I took the call, then told Jake I had to hurry. I thanked him and said uh, I let him know what I decided. So uh, there you have it. It's uh, uh, a uh, recommended, we go back even on the good dealers because sometimes good dealers become bad dealers. Less frequently bad dealers become good dealers, but we still go back on both those, so we try to keep our our uh, Mr. Shopping Report evaluations and recommended list versus non-recommended, uh, fairly fresh and current. And if you go to EarlonCars.com and we shop the car in your area, I would start there. 
I would I would stay away from anybody on the do not buy list. You have to have a terrible grade. Uh, you have to have a you have to have an F, and you and, and, and when you get an F, that means you are a thieving son of a gun. Lawbreaker. <laughs> really, yeah, lawbreaker. If yeah. you get an F from us, <laughs> and we are the kind. You know what? Yeah. That's one thing. We have years of we have built up this uh, yeah. capital of uh, you know yeah. we don't give bad grades easily. And when, when, on the on the do not buy list, you, the dealer should be in jail. Let's put that way. That's yeah. how bad they are. So definitely don't buy a car from the do not buy list. Go to the recommended list and then be real careful and try to find one with a higher score. You know, so we have people on the uh, recommended list uh, with as uh, low as D. Right. You know, it's one one away from F. So. I uh, steer clear of the D's unless I absolutely had to. Yeah, that's, go that's usually, there's not a lot of alternatives if we have a D dealer up there. And we do rec- uh, we do grade on the. Uh, if you're thinking about the vote that you're, we hope you're going to text us now. Uh, uh, if you're going to vote, uh, please remember we grade on the curve. Nancy explained that at the beginning of the industry shopping report. And a curve means you know there are no perfect dealers and and there are no. Uh, you know, there's no zero dealers there, uh, so the average dealer is uh, a C, and and uh, if if you uh, A dealers are like Ken's teeth, few and far between, and F dealers are rare too. I mean, we don't have very many Fs. Nope. And you okay. can vote uh, at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and uh, you could also take advantage of like uh, YouTube with Rick. Oh, and, I, I uh, can't wait for Rick's grades to come in. <laughs> I got two already. Um, I think we're all in alignment. I have Frank uh, for a freshening shopping report gives him an A, and Bob in Maryland gives an A for Molinex Ford, and I'm giving him a solid A as well. Um, I can't think of anything wrong that happened. Um, maybe some confusion over the, you know, like with the old yeah, age it, of the car. It, it, yeah, it's sloppy. The, uh, yeah. A 2022 uh on the showroom floor i mean i guess actually where else it, that's what we do with a car well, we couldn't sell maybe uh, not for two years yeah. or not two years but yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. They, 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 a new car will make a trip to the used car auction um if yeah. it doesn't it doesn't well, not, it doesn't reflect on their transparency no, no, no. The, it's just on their the, yeah. the experience that she it, it was so much better than I, when she told me she was at, at molinex ford i just felt a sen- sense of relief because yeah. i feel guilty sometimes sending agent lightning into the into battle <laughs> so she had a she had an easy shop and they get an A from me. True. Okay, we've got uh, Joseph Kelleher. C. Grade would have been higher had they given a bigger discount on the two-year-old vehicle. <laughs> Starting a little hard here. <laughs> Let's see. Here we go. Okay, Johnny Z. Fraidley, Mullinax, with a quote around the A in Mullinax, <laughs> is A okay? All right. God, I love these. Brian said, Latko, no junk fees. Thumbs up. However, the trade-in value was a bit too low. B+. Plus. Tim Gilliland, A. Tom Steckel, whoopee, retracted his message. And that's all. We, oh, I'm frozen. That's what happened. Oh. Let's refresh is, that page. It is cold. There here. we go. Mark Ryan, A. Cliff's picks. I'll go with a B+. Plus. Mark Smith, I give an A. Tom Steckel, a Mullinax Ford, no dealer fees. Always bring your online appraisals with you. And if you're going to include your car in a trade-in. So A from Tom Steckel. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself? Yeah, 
trade-in was a little low, but I'm still going to give him the A-. minus. Like Earl says, nobody's really perfect, but I think Mullinax comes as close as you can get. I agree. I do. And uh, Earl, what, what is your vote? Uh, I'm going to give him an A. Give him an A? Yeah. Okay, well, they would have uh, gotten an A from me, but uh, I just didn't like the idea that they were going to steal that trade. Hmm. So uh, for that, I give them a, a B. Okay, that's good. You know, and that's, uh, like, he's, the only bad thing, if Agent Lightning had come in and gotten a couple of other appraisals, it would have gone yeah. perfectly. She might have led with that. But, um, you know, appraisal... You know, to boil it down is just a uh, informed opinion, and you take it to different appraisers, and that opinion, you'll see the difference of opinions there. Yeah, I just, I just googled Molnix Ford. I didn't realize this, but there are Ford, Molnix Ford dealerships in Alabama and Washington, and uh, there's, uh, I know there's one or two others. Once in Apopka for Florida, so uh, you folks in uh, Alabama and Washington. Uh, you're looking to buy a Ford. Yeah. Uh, find uh, Mullinex. They're they're one of the best dealers we've ever shopped. Yeah, uh, definitely. And you know, um, this here is proof right here uh, that whenever I talk about doing your doing your homework. Uh, this is part of your homework whenever you have a trade-in to be prepared whenever you go into uh, a dealership. So. Uh, everybody is learning from everything that we're doing right here and all, all of, uh, you know, our advice. Uh, Earl, would you like to talk about the... Uh, yeah, let me, let me pitch my offer to the U.S. Congress, and uh, this is the Florida U.S. Congress. We'll see if we, if we can expand this. But we, we're talking about the combating auto retail scam uh, let I say legislation, it's already in effect. The rules for Federal Trade Commission, cars, combating auto retail scam, takes effect, uh, effect July 30th of this year, and it will, if enforced, and I underline enforced, it will make car buying a pleasant experience after 100 years in America. Very important. Uh, the, the Federal Trade Commission really had the courage to put this thing down. Now, of course, the politicians will be attacking it. How do we stop the politicians from pulling the teeth out of the uh, Federal Trade Commission's CARS Act? We get them to go on record. And what I am going to do at Earl on Cars to get things started for the Florida representatives and the U.S. Congress, the Senate and the representatives, the senators, I'll, I'll tell you the senators there, uh, Rick Scott, Senator Rick Scott, used to be Florida's governor, and Marco Rubio, uh, who is in the, in the U.S. Senate now for Florida, if... They will go on the record saying that they support or do not support. I'm not going to tell them how to vote. Support or do not. Go on the record. You will clearly support or do not support the CARS Act by the Federal Trade Commission. I'll give $2,000 to your favorite charity, not to your campaign and not to you personally, to your favorite charity. Uh, uh, if uh, I'm sorry, it's $1,000 to your favorite charity, $2,000 to Big Dog Rescue, because that's, right. that's our favorite charity. Yeah. So if you're a senator, we'll give $2,000 to Big Dog Rescue, uh, $1,000 to your favorite charity. If you're a representative, we have 28 representatives that's in Florida. The, the congressional de delegation from Florida. Congressional, the U.S. congressional delegation 
from Florida. If they do it, it's $500 to your favorite charity, $1,000 to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. State that you support or do not support, clearly, unequivocally, the Federal Trade Commission combating auto retail scams regulations. And we hope you support it. We, the hope games you, we hope you support it, but just don't remain silent. Don't yes. stonewall. Don't pretend like you don't know this is happening yeah. because you're going to have to go on record or you're going to cost your favorite charity $1,000 or $2,000. And you, our favorite you, you heard it right here, folks. So you heard uh, how passionate uh, the recovering car dealer feels about this, and it is an amazing, it's going to be an amazing change. So, uh let the games begin. Rick, Mark Ryan's asking, any word on your book? <laughs> Stop it, Mark. Which one is this one? Uh, I'm Mark Ryan. <laughs> it's very close. We'll get back with you. Very close. We'll get back with you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Jonathan, thank you for the great backdrop. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. And uh, to the teams that made it to the playoffs, congratulations. And I do have to say congratulations to the Steelers. And uh, have a wonderful weekend enjoying all of these amazing teams, talented teams. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Go Fans.